Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, honest and joyful explorations of ideas to help us integrate the spiritual and practical elements and dynamics of our lives to liberate us to live with greater joy and courage. I am your host, Jacqueline Clare, mermaid of the airwaves, here to take your hand and go on some deep dives together. And today's exploration is an interesting, really individual-focused exploration that is very influenced by culture and sort of vice versa. The individual influences culture and it's this reinforcing thing. And I think as we look at this, if this resonates with you, you will find it truly is liberating energies inside of you to live with greater intimacy and a sense of inner wholeness and peace, which I think is what we are all seeking in one way or another. And I also think as we focus on this individual orientation and how it influences our relationships, the individual makes up the collective and how that will change the whole world. So big stuff here today, but starting very much on the individual level. So I've been thinking about these rather dangerous popular culture myths that have gone on for hundreds of years in the realm of romance mostly about the one who got away or the passion and intensity of longing for someone who is either physically or emotionally absent. And I think it's safe to say that most, that there's a greater number of love songs and poems and, you know, lyric ballads about someone we are longing for, someone who's dragging our heart around, than someone who is solid as a rock and is there for us every single day, right? There are more songs about you could see what this woman's been doing to me kind of thing than, wow, we've got a healthy, wonderful thing. We're always there for each other, which frees us up to give our energy to the world and do other things. Like, there aren't a lot of sexy, romantic songs like that. And um, so we glorify the one who got away. We glorify this, this sense of dramatic passion, this, this sort of ego dance, this trap. Um, and we also glorify being missed, being longed for as a proof of affection, as a proof of our importance, as a proof of love. And, you know, it's hard to say um, whether this is like an innate structure of the human ego, right? I will, I will invalidate love. I will keep love away by, by tricking you into this trap. And then we like wrote ballads about it and, and make movies about it and sing songs about it. And then that reinforces culture. That's probably what happened, right? Like kind of chicken and the egg. Um, but nonetheless, that's where we stand. And I don't think this is something that's really explored a lot, but I do think that, um, that we've made stability 
sort of unsexy, or the ego has done that, and we've really glorified the chase and the longing. And there's so much irony in this, because if you are being missed, if that's some proof of value and affection, most of the time you're never even going to know, right? So it's never going to satisfy that thing that you think it will, you know? Um, but it does lead to those dynamics of when I leave, when I'm out that door, you're supposed to come chase me. And sometimes that works for a little while, but it's a closed loop and it never gets you what you ultimately want. Usually the relationships disintegrate. If not, um, they just sort of live in rot and it it's completely stifles growth and it's not buildable, you know? Um, and it reminds me also of like children do this, right? When children um, are, are tired of their, their parents just scolding them, right? They get in trouble and, and they want an affirmation that their parents love them. And so they want to run away or they want to go hide in the closet or go hide in the treehouse or hide under the bed because they want proof that their parent or their sibling actually loves them and actually cares and actually will miss them when they're gone and will actually come looking for them. So we all are operating with this, this child instinct in us, you know? And I, I think one reason that, you know, the, the sexy breakup songs or songs of longing or whatever resonate with us on, on an ego level for sure, but even if I was to look at it with a little bit more grace, I think it's worth opening our minds to the idea that maybe it's because as humans, Whatever our spiritual path, whatever our level of spiritual evolution or awareness, as humans, we have a deep longing for our creator. We have a longing to return home. And there is, there is always that background yearning. You know, in recovery circles, they talk about like your God hole, that hole inside of you that you look to fill with addictions or people or distractions or whatever. It's that us wanting to return home. So again, looking at this like, you know, culture that glorifies, you know, the breakup and the heartache and whatever and the longing, it's like maybe a misappropriation of this longing for God. And that is actually a healthy orientation for that feeling. We are always ultimately yearning for God. And as the ego is very sly and clever, the ego, I like the definition, E-G-O, edging God out. Um, like a Christian perspective, edging God out may even be like the devil, right? The, the looking downward towards the earth, towards the dirt, towards the, the lower nature, the, the Satan self. And our whole world is built on these, this lower orientation as opposed to looking up towards God, towards our salvation, towards our true home. 
and this uh, edging God out when we take that that yearning for God, the yearning for the nearness of God, attaining God's presence, when we mistake that yearning for other things, for you know, success or achievement or the topic of this exploration towards a, an obsession with another person, when we take that, that healthy yearning and direct it elsewhere out of like naivete or ignorance or not knowing, like being sucked in by that ego who says, hey, come over here, I, I'll show you how to satisfy that longing and don't even look over here. Don't even look over here. Come look over here and you go chase that ex-boyfriend of yours. You know what I mean? Or you you make your girlfriend come chase you or your wife or whatever. Um, it's That is such a sly trick of our ego because it does successfully distract us from our true heart's desire, which is return to God. And it not only distracts us, it keeps us trapped in this endless loop that will never satisfy us and the more we focus on that that loop that addiction that person that push-pull dynamic that on again off again situation we really get more and more enmeshed and immersed in that and further away from our true heart's desire like the horse chasing a carrot or something you know what I mean so it's a very interesting dynamic here that goes on that is ultimately just distracting us from God, which again is like the lower nature self. It's, it's, it's the devil, you know? It's that thing that is of the world and of the material plane, uh, of the earth, of the dirt, that is not of God. And all of these same dynamics can entirely happen within your own mind. Um, I, I know from my own experience, I'm, I'm actually a pretty like stable person on the external and I, I actually don't really engage in like those sort of push-pull dynamics or, you know, I'm going to get out of here type of thing and then you need to chase me. Like I don't express those on the external level, but I do know the experience of doing it fully inside in my own head, that unhappiness and depression. For some people, maybe, you know, rage and addictions, things like that, um, can be that same thing of retreating. Depression and unhappiness is a, is a retreat, is a, hey, I'm out of here. I'm into the dark recesses of my own mind. I'm, I'm going into this pit of this of despair, right? This this cave of my own shelter um, that is not happy. It is in fact unhappy and it is dark and it's not fun to be here and it doesn't feel good. But on some level, I think as we get sucked into that place, it's that same thing of I'm here hiding in this dark space and I want someone to come in and rescue me. I want someone, and usually we pick the person, right? Our spouse or our parent or, you know, whoever it is. 
I want someone to come in and give me a hand and rescue me and pull me out because that is a proof of love. That is a proof that I am cared for, that you will come into this dark space and you will rescue me, that you will notice that I am gone, that you will miss me, and that you will come in and you will pull me out. And this often involves one, unconsciousness on the part of the person who sat. Most of the time we don't see that this is what's going on. I actually had a dream that kind of helped me separate these and see this. Uh, and it resonates as very true, which is why I wanted to share it with you. And so we don't actually see this is what's happening. Plus, rage, depression, unhappiness are not usually very articulate. So even if our loved ones could come in and save us. And again, there we go again, right? That's a, a mistaking of a yearning for salvation, but looking at it from a human perspective. I want someone to come save me. Even if our loved ones could, we're not usually in an articulate place when we're depressed or unhappy or full of rage where somebody knows to come save us, that that is what we want. When I hide in the closet or under the bed or in the treehouse, you are supposed to come get me. You are supposed to come save me. And of course, they may not even be able to save you, right? But even if they could, they don't even know. And when we're in those dark spaces, we also tend to employ tactics to push people away. And again, it's this weird ego dynamic. The ego knows it's just so clever. When we are unconscious, it's like the ego is very conscious and it knows how to do these things. We, we push people away, again, because we want them to come to us. It doesn't make any sense when you articulate it, but it's like, I push you away because I want you to work harder to come in and get me. I push you away so that you prove that you care enough, even when I'm acting out, to come in and get me. So if this resonates with you, if some of this is making sense and you recognize it from your own experience, that when you are in a dark space, that you want someone to come in and rescue you to prove that they love you. You want someone to chase you, to come in, to miss you and give you a hand and say, hey, come back to us. Come back to the land of the living. I love you. I care about you. You know what I mean? Then, once we see that, and that may be true for us, then we have an opportunity to recognize that wounded inner child dynamic, that that is our less conscious, very vulnerable and afraid little child inside of us, hiding, acting out and we are slightly more conscious more adult more aware self can be the one to come in and save say hey can do I count do I this part of me that's just evolved enough who sees what's going on within my own psyche can I be the one to come in and save you? Can I be here for you? It's basically our adult self 
being there for our inner child and helping to sort of heal those those, those wounds or those patterns. And this is all through the power of God, right? That is also a space if we if we kind of can penetrate and see what's happening, we also call on God. And that's it's all going to be through God ultimately. But I actually think it's very helpful to employ our our creativity and imagination and really see our adult self kind of going in and and giving our that little version of ourselves that's hiding under the bed a, a hug and being like, "Well, I'm here to rescue you. And this process, at least in this one dance that we're talking about, is the death of the ego. Like the ego is going to say, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you do, you're going to destroy everything, which is true. You're going to destroy this whole construct that the ego has made. You will like break every bond asunder. You know, it, there's a Baha'i writing, it's in the the dedication of my children's book, Noble Being, that one righteous act is endowed with such a power as it can break every bond asunder. Like you will create a new life for yourself in breaking these patterns, these shackles of the ego that keep us trapped, you know? So try it. <laughs> and you know, this is an intellectual exploration, right? Like not until we all live it and try it and maybe try it again and again and again because life life is like that, right? We keep learning lessons in new ways. Um, but the intellectual exploration of this is really good and it's helpful, but we have to live it and it has to be a hard thing for it to really take root. Right, we don't just talk about it, and now we're we're healed or we're better. Um, intellectually exploring it, and especially here, I'm not coming from the perspective of a sage. I'm coming from perspective of your friend who's working these things out in her own mind, and that I literally had a dream that kind of helped me see into it a little bit. Um, but it's kind of like jotting down a roadmap on a napkin. Someone who's never been to that place is jotting down a roadmap on a napkin. And it's like, well, you you go up that way and you turn right. And then uh, when you see the dilapidated barn, you turn left. And then you're on that for a while. And then when you see the oak tree with the tombstone, then you follow the red bird. You know, like that's kind of what an intellectual exploration like this is you kind of have this this jotted down roadmap and crumple it up and put it in your pocket and you go on your journey and then when you see those signs and you see the dilapidated barn which is in this context like when you feel a little triggered or when you recognize oh I'm resonating with this this breakup song or I'm wanting my my father or my lover or my friend or whoever to come chase me I'm wanting this. Then you're like, oh yeah, I have that roadmap. I'm going to turn this way and I'm going to see what happens. And then when you get to the oak tree, then you're like, oh, this is familiar. I think I'm supposed to follow the red bird. So it's like, it's, it's, uh, the intellectual exploration is valuable. Um, and then you just, you just have to live it and see what happens. 
And as what we are talking about is the breaking of the bonds of the ego and this pattern that keeps us like little rats, you know, trapped in this material world and obsession with our our dynamics with other people and the the war in our own mind. And as we are seeking to break this and go to a new place, I can't tell you what that new place looks like. And I can't give you promises of streets that are paved with gold or anything like that. It's truly the hero's journey. We we slay the dragon to to get to the other side of whatever and discover what's there. But from a spiritual perspective, and if if growth and nearness to God, and if rising from the pull of our lower nature is the ultimate goal, then we know it's going to be good stuff. It's just, it's going to be new. We're creating a new world, the kingdom of God. And isn't that fascinating through consciously choosing a sense of unity within our own selves, right? We've talked about unifying our inner child with our adult nature. We've talked about, um, and that's like a form of wholeness, right? To unify is to be whole, which is what we're all seeking, holy. And also, you know, sort of unifying our our lower nature with our higher nature, taking the energy of our lower nature to then choose God, to choose light, to choose that which is free of the shackles of our ego. So a unity and a wholeness within our own selves, that we actually have complete power and autonomy over through God, right? We don't need someone to come save us other than the Savior. We can we can be there for ourselves and we can turn to God in that place. So the individual and then the intimate space between two people, right? How that being more whole, being more there for ourselves, being aware that what we're seeking is a sense of of love and validation and that a lot of that we just need to nurture our inner child and be there for ourselves and how that can help heal the dynamics in our intimate relationships with family, be it with our, our spouse, our lover, with our parents, with our children, with our close friends, which are siblings, right? That intimate space between two people becomes healthier. We're redefining what is, what is beautiful and what is meaningful and what is fulfilling. And that's family, right? Those intimate bonds are family. And family is the nucleus of society. And so how that affects our, our community and our neighborhood and our town and our city and our nation and our whole world. So it's nothing less like truly than instead of choosing lower, choosing higher and how that creates the kingdom of God by the choices we make within our own psyche. So big stuff, you guys. I hope that you were able to follow me through that deep dive and through that journey. I find these really juicy ideas and perhaps as all of us have the opportunity to live these 
ideas. Then we can write new love ballads and make new movies and make new songs and poems about what we discover when we go to that new place that is the death of the ego and is the discovery of holy new dynamics. Thanks so much for taking this deep dive with me. I love hearing from you. So feel free to shoot me an email, JacquelineClaireArt.com forward slash contact. If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment linked below. You'll find, um, you know, all of my online stuff to find me other places. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can send me a voice memo on Anchor. Any of the ways you want to contact me, I would really love to hear what you think of today's exploration, how it's helped you, where it challenged you, other ideas that you've had based on this. And please remember all the ways that you can connect with me and support this podcast and support my work. Linked below, you'll find my Patreon, my online art gallery and gift shop, and all kinds of other good stuff. All right, my friends, until next time. I wish you the best for playing your part in making this world a more whole and beautiful place. Bye-bye.